this is your official Fallout review for NXT Takeover Toronto. It's been a wa- it's been a long time coming. Uh, I wanted to collect my thoughts before I started this review, and I was up since four in the morning uh, yesterday collecting my thoughts for this show. But what's going on, guys? This is your boy, the one and only Phoenix that rises from the ashes. Shino Phoenix here, and I want to thank you guys for joining me on this special review of NXT TakeOver Toronto, which I thought was a great show as a whole. NXT, they always, always deliver on their shows. And it's just absolutely fantastic. And I I just... Um, we got a lot to go over right here, but as always, let's start with the introduction. You guys know the drill. Anchor is the sponsor of the show. They have been the best sponsor, my number one sponsor of this podcast. If you want to sign up with Anchor and start your career as a podcaster, it's simple. Just go to anchor.fm slash start. Sign up for free. I am telling you, it will make your life easier. And I will let you in, guys, that it they will also distribute your podcast on other listening platforms. So, if I was you, I'd take that chance. Take the chance. Follow me on Twitter, at ShinoDPhoenix. You guys are killing it. We're currently at 967. And we are inching close to 1K. And if that happens, I'm going to be a happy man. If this happens before the end of the year, I am just going to be just in tears. I don't I don't know. I don't know what I might do. <laughs> but anyway, follow me on Twitter at ShinoDPhoenix. I will be doing Wrestling Wednesdays, uh, Dream Match Tuesdays, uh, Follow Friday, live tweeting on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, other pay-per-views. So you don't want to miss out. Follow me on Instagram at CoolManSip and like the Facebook page, No One's Ready for Wrestling. And let's get right into NXT TakeOver Toronto. NXT, the, the first match started with the NXT Tag Team Championship match. We had the Undisputed Era of Red Dragon of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Gotta love Sleazy Kyle, by the way. Versus the Street Profits, who were rocking the Toronto colors to, on that show. Now, during the Undisputed Era's entrance, I was laughing out loud when Montez Ford was air guitaring with the NXT tag title. Montez is a beast, man. Like, this guy is a gem that makes the Street Profits uh, feel so important. So... We had Angelo Dawkins and Kyle O'Reilly starting things off. Off, um, The crowd was split for both teams. Angelo, he takes down Kyle, and he escapes. Bobby tags in uh, what strikes, and Angelo hits a shoulder tackle and tags in Montez. And hits a beautiful dropkick on Bobby Fish. And he mocks uh, Kyle with the Undisputed Era uh, pose. And his facial expression when he does it was so hilarious that I played it numerous times. Um, so Street Profits, they were taking over, and there was one part when Montez tags in, he was doing that, uh, diving chop on the elbow of, uh, Bobby Fish, he, uh, did this muscle pose, and I was laughing so hard at that, just, Montez is just full of charisma, that's all I gotta say on that, but 
They, <clears throat> but um, Bobby. No, no, no. I said that already. So, Kyle, he tags in. He hits Montez with multiple knee strikes. Montez runs wild on with arm drags and a drop kick, which is a thing of beauty. Fish, he sweeps the leg of Montez, lands on his lands face first on the apron. We had a 360 splash on Kyle by Angelo and Fish tag like Fish tagged in. He hits the blind tag, hits a European uppercut on Dawkins. Kyle hits the flurry of strikes and sweeps the leg. Get the leg, man. Sweep the leg, bro. For a two count. <clears throat> we had a Senton Atomico by Bobby Fish for a two count and a suplex for a two count. Montez gets tagged in. He runs wild on Undisputed Era and hits a per- picture-perfect standing moonsault for a two count and hits a spine buster on Fish. And he was going to go for the rocks of the most electrifying move, the people's elbow. And Kyle, the, sleaze, the sleazy Kyle that he is, grabs his leg. Montez hits a Uranagi, a rock bottom, which, I, which it really was a rock bottom. For a two count, we had a nice tag team uh, combination from Kyle and Bobby. They hit a double DDT and a German suplex combination for a two count. Fish hits an avalanche exploder with Kyle hitting a flying knee strike on the knee of Ford and applies the Achilles hold. Fish takes out uh, Dawkins and it and it looked like, and I'm going to be honest with you, I thought that Montez was going to tap right there. But Angelo Dawkins, he power bombs Bobby Fish onto Kyle O'Reilly to break the hold, which was a nice spot. And I know the crowd was chanting, this is awesome. Dawkins tags in. He runs wild on Undisputed Era and hits an exploder suplex. Kyle counters the spear with a knee strike and applies the guillotine. And Montez hits a beautiful blockbuster for a near fall, which was broken up by Bobby Fish. In the end, Dawkins, he speared... uh, Kyle and Montez hits one of the best frog splash. Like, Montez Ford has the best frog splash in pro wrestling right now. Don't at me. He hits a beautiful frog splash from the heavens. He pins Kylo... He pins uh, Kylo... No, no, he pins Bobby Fish. And they retain the NXT Tag Team Championships. And I believe... Now, if I am correct... If I am correct, Kyle was the legal man. So we might see that as a storyline. I did see the exclusive on NXT, and Bobby Fish was saying that he was not the legal man. So we this is going to play out, and I thought this was a great opener and an awesome tag team match. These guys, they work together. Like, the Street Profits, they are just fantastic as a tag team. Like, there's a lot to be said about Undisputed Era. They are great absolutely great at what they do and they open the show hot on fire and that's how you start a takeover show we have ricochet he was in the crowd and i bet he was watching that match he's like man i want to go back to nxt i really do they don't know what they're doing with me on the main roster so i want to go back and be with uh and just give like have a reset button or something like that give me my lasers back damn it Give it back to me. The next match, which I thought was my, which I thought was the match of the night, El Shirai versus Candice LeRae. I, I, I just, I, I can't tell you how much 
This match was fucking fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. They busted their ass in this match. And I just can't put it in words. Io Shirai's entrance and her new gear is a thing of fucking beauty. It is a thing of beauty. And Morrow called her the Joshi Judas, which, if that is not a t-shirt, something is wrong with this company. And that's a great nickname for Io Shirai right there. The Joshi Judas? (laughs) Take my money, man. So Candice LeRae, she made her entrance. She immediately runs to the ring and attacks Io Shirai. Io cuts her off and tries to go for a sunset powerbomb to the floor, but she decided to suplex her on the commentary table. Now, Candice, she made it back to the ring. Io grounds and pounds and hits a flapjack into a missile dropkick for just a one count. Io avoids a head scissors with a front front flip. I, I love Io Shirai, man. Her athleticism is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And hits a dropkick and applies a camel clutch. EO hits a running air raid neck breaker for a two count. And Candace, she fights back and hits a beautiful brain buster on EO for a two count. Candace uh, applies the octopus stretch, but EO makes it to the ropes. Candace counters the 619. Into a reverse neck breaker for a two count. Io hits a drop kick on Candace and she lands on the apron. And Io hits an amazing 619 on the back of Candace's neck. Can- Candace, um, he hit no, not he. Candace hits a a suicide DDT and brings her into the ring and hits a double stomp on the back of Io for a two count. Crowd was chanting, This was awesome. Io applies a crossface on Candice and she reverses it into a two for in a pin for a two count. Io, she hits a release German suplex. Candice follows it up with a snap German and tried to go for a lion salt, but Io countered it into a amazing bridging German German suplex for a two count, and both women are down. The crowd is going nuts. Um, EO hits the double knees and tries to go for the moonsault, but Candice gets up and tries to hit his German suplex off the top, but EO backflips off of it to avoid it, which is fantastic. And you know why I love EO Shirai. The woman is just a thing of beauty. LeRae hits a poison Rana, follows it up with her finisher Wild Run for a close near fall. EO Shirai... It brings like Candace was at the top. EO gets up in the top and she hits a picture perfect Spanish fly for a close near fall. And EO is just she can't believe it. She can't believe it. EO strikes Candace out of frustration and Candace cradles her for a two count. EO then hits a backbreaker, hits a moonsault for a 2.9 near fall. And EO is once again shocked that. Someone that Candace kicked out of the moonsault. And and Morrow said that nobody has never kicked out of EO's moonsault. And it's it reminded me of them building up Ember Moon's eclipse on NXT for Asuka. And when she took that eclipse, Asuka kicked out and the crowd went nuts. They were building this up as a finisher that nobody can kick out of. And now someone did. 
And it's, a, it's that similar mindset that I had. EO then applies the Koji Clutch, and Candice passes out. EO Shirai wins this match. This was excellent. And I honestly think this was the best match on this entire card. It reminded me of watching Stardom. That's how much it reminded me of. And the fact that that was not for an NXT Women's title match, this was not an NXT Women's title match, oh my goodness, If I, I am telling you, they need to put the belt on Io Shirai because that woman could carry that women's division on her back. Believe me. Believe me. She is the biggest act on uh, the women's division of NXT. She's eclipsed Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair as the top heels in NXT. And... I am honest when I say that. Now, we have Matt Riddle coming out. He calls out Killian Dane to fight. And, of course, he came out. And they started to brawl all the way to the stage. Riddle tried to choke him out. And then they both flew to the ta- to off the stage and they landed on the table, which was really nice. And they're continuing this feud, which I'm enjoying. We had Evolved Champion Austin Theory. He is in the crowd. And... There wasn't much of a reaction for Austin Theory, but I'm going to tell you guys right now. Don't sleep on Austin Theory. The man is a beast. I have been watching Evolve for a long time, and I know great talent when I see it. Of Like, the man, he held the WWN Championship. He held the FIP World Title. He is currently your Evolve Champion. And sooner or later, he is going to be a part of uh, NXT in the future. And he will be defending his title on Sunday, August 25th at uh, Evolve against Josh Briggs and J.D. Drake. And I think he's dropping the title. And as soon as he drops the title, he's going straight to NXT. The man has the it factor. He is going to be the next big thing in uh, WWE. Believe me, Triple H sees something in Austin Theory. The man has that heel heat, and he's great in the ring, and his finisher is just a thing of beauty. I love Ataxia. That's one of the best finishers I've ever seen right now. And hopefully when he gets to the main roster and they see something in Austin Theory, he's going to be the next big star. Believe me, AR Fox trained this guy so well. And he's going to be the big factor for NXT. Watch. Watch. And I'm, I think he's going to be the next class, PC class, in s- September. We have the triple threat for the NXT North American Championship on the line. We have Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong versus Velveteen Dream. Can I just say, can I just say that Velveteen Dream knows how to make an entrance this dude here, I-, I swear to everything, he comes out, look, no, no, like he doesn't come out to the Mounties theme. Like the Mountie themes plays, and you got the Toronto dancers in, dressed up as Mounties, and then they did that celebration where they were champions, and Dream comes out. I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like, holy fucking shit. Velveteen Dream has the best entrance in pro wrestling right now. Can you imagine? His entrance when he gets to WrestleMania, I'm already imagining what he could do. Like, I'm already thinking if WrestleMania came down here again, and (laughs) and I'm picturing this right now, 
he comes out on a float with the dream's head like designed on it and i'm already picturing this right now the dude is a big star and i i swear to everything if vince mcmahon fucks up with velveteen dream we are gonna have a long discussion with this man <clears throat> so we had strong he takes out he takes dream out pete hits a lariat on strong and we had that uh, joint manipulation that makes me cringe. Seriously, it makes me cringe when I see Pete Dunne do the joint manipulation. We had Dream clothesline Strong out of the ring. Strong, he drags uh, Dunne back out of the ring and hits his back. He hits Dunne's back on the apron. Dream and Dunne double-team Strong. Dream does that Rick Rude gyrate in front of Dunne, and I was laughing my ass off on Pete Dunne's reaction. He's like, Dude, what the fuck are you doing? And Velveteen just had that, uh-oh, I'm fucked, and does that high wave. Like, just waves high. <laughs> Pete Dunn, he applies the cross on breaker. Dream turns it into a pin for a two count. He also escapes the bitter end, and Strong drags his leg into the post nut first. And Morrow said nothing but nuts. And I, I, I like Morrow Nalo. He is... One of the best commentators in pro wrestling. He brings that energy. He brings excitement. Something that Raw and SmackDown desperately needs. Because I just don't feel excited when I listen to their commentary team. But when I listen to NXT with Mauro Ronaldo and Nigel McGuinness and Beth Phoenix. It is fantastic. And it, it is absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> um, We had a wrecking ball dropkick on Dunn. Strong... On Dunn by Strong, uh, he followed it up with an apron backbreaker on Dream, and he hits another one on Dunn. Roderick Strong then hits a backdrop driver on Dunn for a two count. Strong hits a backbreaker, again on Pete, for a two. Dream hits flurries of strikes, finishes off with a Russian leg sweep for a two count. Dream then applies the sharpshooter. Crowd goes wild for that. Um... Dunn then hits a missile dropkick on the back of Velveteen Dream. Dunn on the outside, he hits a moonsault, taking out both uh, Dream and Strong. Well, actually, Dream, he ran straight to it so he could take the hit as well. So, I mean, it's just a minor nitpick right there when you watch it. Dunn then hits a German suplex on Dream, hits another one on Strong, landing on Dream for a two count. He pins Velveteen Dream, by the way. All three men traded strikes back and forth. The crowd is enjoying this. Dream hits a super kick on Dunn and hits a Dream Valley driver. Strong hits an Olympic slam. And Pete hits the X-Plex on Strong. Both, all three men are down. Crowd is chanting, this is awesome. We had an avalanche Olympic slam by Strong on Dunn. And Dream falls. He just falls. Like, we thought it was a Tower of Doom spot, but it was just an Olympic Avalanche Olympic Slam spot. Uh. Pete Dunn then applies a triangle choke. Strong counters with a powerbomb backbreaker. Dunn counters the Tiger Bomb with a triangle choke. And Dream hits a, an amazing coast-to-coast -coast purple rainmaker on Dunn. Crowds chanting, fight forever. At this point, I want them to fight forever. We had a jumping knee strike by Strong on both Dunn and Dream. He follows it up with running elbows. Reminds me of Ring of Honor, 
the glory days of Ring of Honor. <laughs> and he slams a dream and hits a Tiger Driver on Dunn and he lands on the Velveteen Dream. Puts both men in a double stronghold, which I thought was awesome. Velveteen Dream got the worst of it. Dream hits a super kick on Strong, goes with a double Dream Valley driver, but it gets countered by Pete Dunn. Strong hits a knee strike on Dream, snaps, and uh, Pete Dunn snaps both men's fingers, and Dunn hits bitter end on Strong while Dream distracts the ref. He was telling, take a look at my finger, look at my finger, I think it's broken. And he breaks the pin for a near fall, and Pete Dunn is pissed. Dunn hits a curb stomp on Dream that literally screams Super Dragon in the Indies. Super Dragon. I, I Sorry, I have to go there. Strong counters the PK into the Boston Crab, but Dream breaks it up. Um, Dream hits the Dream Valley driver. Strong throws him out of the ring. Hits Pete with the end of Heartache. Dream, out of nowhere, hits a Purple Rainmaker and pins Dunn to retain the NXT North American Championship. This was a great match, and these three busted their ass in that match. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. What I thought was the weakest match on the card, the NXT Women's Championship match, Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler. The crowd was quiet in the first part of this match. Yim hits a step-up Rana, hits a running boot, and a close and a cannonball. Yim sends Baszler shoulder-first, into the steel steps and pins her arm in the steel steps and drop kicks her into it. Baszler hits a running knee strike, hits a snapmare and kicks her in the back for a two count. Baszler traps the arm and stomps the left arm of Yim. She applies the Kimura lock. Yim hits a side suplex. Both women are down. There was a botch in the match and it looked like she was going for a, like it looked like Yim was trying to go for a leg takedown. But I think they collided with each other, and it um, they both just fell. So that was a botch in that match. Um, Yim then hit a belly-to-belly -belly suplex, hit a tope suicida. Mamma mia. Yim, uh, <laughs> Yim hits uh, a slingshot DDT for two count. Baszler then hits a running knee strike on Yim for a two count. Yim then applied the tarantula uh, hold on Baszler. And what I thought was the best spot in that match, Yim hits an avalanche cold blue for a close near fall. Shayna then applies the Kirafuda clutch, but Yim breaks the hold and, t and traps the injured arm like she focused on the injured arm. That was the story of for Shayna right there in that match. And she stomps on the arm. Karma is a bitch. It is a biatch. <clears throat> So Baszler then applies the clutch again for the second time. Yim attacks the arm and Baszler transitions it into a headlock figure four. If I can't use my arm, I'll just use my legs. And Mia Yim taps out. And Baszler retains the championship. This match was really boring. And it's not the fault of both women. I just think that the crowd wasn't into it. Because they didn't believe that Mia Yim was going to be the one. And it, and it was the right decision to keep the belt on Shayna. Now, where do we go from here with uh, Shayna Baszler? I am thinking, because there there's a lot of uh, ideas that could be floating around. Now, 
many people say it should be Candace. Many people should say it should be Bianca. I say it could be Io Shirai. You could put that belt on Io Shirai and let her carry that women's div division. There's a reason why you turn Io heel. Because you know Shayna's time is coming to an end in NXT pretty soon. And and I, I just ask, what's left for her to do on NXT? So my my take on where they, where they go from here, I think what they should do, and it's been teased on uh on social media on Twitter by one team member of Captain Kick, and it looks like Dakota Kai is close to returning, and I would be perfectly fine with Dakota Kai beating Shayna Baszler, getting revenge. And winning the NXT Women's Championship. And I see Dakota Kai putting on title matches against Bianca Belair. But I see her dropping that title to Io Shirai. Because you got to put it on someone who is the best at what they do. And I, I honestly think Io is the best. And they could do a fatal four-way. Where either Bianca or Io can win. Without Shayna taking the pin. But... You gotta give it to Io because she is the best at what she do, what she is right now. She's one of the best performers on uh, the NXT Women's Division right now, and I think with her having the NXT Women's Championship, it could open more storylines. Imagine her versus Tegan Knox because that was a match that should have happened in the May Young Classic. Io defending her title against Candice. That's your big. That's your big uh, storyline for the women in NXT right now. That should be your direction. Io and Casey Catanzaro. Io and Jaya Lee. Io and Lacey Lane. Or how about Io and Kyrie? If you could get Kyrie back in NXT, have her do a one-off match with uh, Io. There's a story that can be told right there. And you could do Io versus Asuka. I would not mind that. I would not mind that whatsoever. And I think that's the best way they could go about it. So we have Walter and Tyler Bate. They were in the crowd, and it was to promote UK TakeOver that comes at the end of August. Finally, we have our main event, the two out of three falls match. No, not a two. Yeah, two out of three falls match for the NXT Championship. Johnny Gargano, he comes out as Wolverine. That's his attire. He is a comic book nerd. And our first match was a standard wrestling match. We had a lot of mat wrestling in the uh, first parts of the match. Gargano hits a Rana and, a clo and clotheslines him out of the ring. He hits a running basement dropkick on Cole. Gargano drives the knee on Cole on the apron. Gargano then works the leg of Adam Cole. Adam Cole hits a beautiful wheelbarrow suplex on Gargano and he landed on the apron. We had two reverse neck breakers by Adam Cole for just a one count. Gargano then applied the ankle lock, but Cole escapes. He tried to go for the Panama Sunrise, but he misses, and he clutches his leg, and Gargano hits an overhead belly-to-belly -belly suplex, and Cole went crashing into the turnbuckle. Um, <clears throat> Cole then countered the slingshot spear, but Gargano manages to hit the Michinoku driver, for a two count, Gargano avoids a super kick and stomps at the right knee of Adam Cole, which was brutal. 
Gargano then applied the figure four, but Cole makes it to the ropes. Cole hits a bridging wheelbarrow German suplex for a two count. Gargano then counters the Panama Sunrise into a sunset driver for a two count. Fast forwarding, Cole hits a Cole hits a cold breaker on Gargano and hits his Michinoku driver for a two count. Crowds chanting, "This is awesome!" Um, both men collide with clotheslines and they were down right there. We had Cole counter a suicide dive with an enzigiri. Gargano hits a slingshot DDT for a two count. He hits a super kick on the outside. I don't care what anybody says. Gargano has the best super kick in pro wrestling. Fight me. Fight me. <laughs> anyway, continuing on. Um, <laughs> Cole uh, counters the uh, slingshot spear with a super kick. He hits another super kick and hits the Ushiguroshi for a near fall. Adam grabs a chair to the ring and the ref takes it away. Cole, while the ref was distracted, he low blows Gargano for a close near fall. Um, Cole argues with the ref, walks into a super kick, a picture perfect super kick by Gargano. He takes the chair and he hits him with it and he it de and he DQs himself. Johnny did not care. He did not care. And yes, it makes him look like an idiot. And he gives Cole the uh, first point, but he thought wisely because the next stipulation was a street fight and anything goes. And, like, I love it when Gargano was in the chair. He's like, a street fight where anything goes. You hear that? And when Cole heard it, he tried to run. Johnny threw the chair at uh, Adam Cole. <laughs> it hit him in the face. It hits a suicide dive. They brawl to the crowd. I, I love it when... uh. Gargano took a fan's phone and he took he takes a selfie with it, which was hilarious. Gargano super kicks Cole. Crowd wants tables. They were chanting, "We want tables." Gargano then dives through the dives through Cole on the barricade. The barricade just broke right there. Um, Cole rakes the eyes, tries to go for what looks to be a butterfly suplex or a power bomb, but. Gargano, he backdrops Cole, putting him through the Spanish announce table. Mama Mia. Gargano pulls two tables, and the crowd was chanting Johnny Tables. And I'm like, they're chanting Johnny Tables. <laughs> and I was laughing my ass off of that. So, Cole hits a Shining Wizard, hits Ushiguroshi on the chair for a two count. Now, Gargano, he lawn darts Cole through the chair applies the Gargano escape, and Cole taps out. So they're both tied one and one, and it was up to Regal to decide what's the third fall going to be. All of a sudden, you see this cage coming down, filled with weapons and barbed wires, and I'm like, this is a cage death match. And no, you can't escape, and you have to win via pinfall or submission. Crowd was chanting, thank you, Regal, and ECW. They were eating this shit up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cole goes with a kendo stick, but Gargano stops him. Cole hits a jumping kick and a super kick, and Gargano hits a spinning lariat. Both men hit each other with kendo sticks, and they super kicked each other at the same time. Both men are down at that point. Gargano then hits a Rana. He follows it up with a poison Rana on Cole. 
he super kicks Adam for a two count. Crowd was chanting, fight forever. Um, Cole hit him with a chair, climbs to the cage to grab the chair, and tosses him through the chair. Not, and No, he tosses it through the chair. No, he yeah, he tosses Gargano through the chair. I just had to get my mind correct. I think that was the right one. Um, Cole grabs a kindle stick and hits an assisted backstabber for a two count. Gargano grabs a fire extinguisher, hits a tornado DDT for on the chair. Like he hit like eyes first is like either the eyes or the forehead hit the top of the chair, and Adam Cole kicks out for a close near fall. So both Cole and Gargano try to get the sledgehammer. Triple H is probably smiling so hard seeing his two guys um, fight for the sledgehammer. Gargano has a beautiful sunset bomb for a close near fall. Gargano then grabs the sledgehammer only to eat two super kicks by Cole and he throws the ladder and hits a Panama sunrise for a near fall. NXT chant galores because NXT is way better than the WWE, just like Adam Cole says. Um, Cole, he sets up the ladder and hits a Panama sunrise off a ladder on Gargano for a close near fall. I'm like, how many... This dude... These guys are just not human. <laughs> and I know people are like, enough of these near falls, man. But this was fantastic. This was fantastic. Um, Cole grabs the chair, sets it up on Johnny and misses the last shot, hitting, this, hitting the top of the chair. And Gargano applies the STF with the candlestick and Cole bites the hand of Johnny Gargano. You sick little fuck. Gargano hits an... This this was just... At this point, this part right here, I'm like, holy fucking shit. Gargano hit an avalanche Canadian destroyer, which was fucking awesome. And that was only a near fall. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. Gargano grabs pliers... Or bowl cutters. Snap your head off with some bowl cutters. It's really pliers, by the way. He grabs pliers and he takes a piece of the barbed wire. Cole and Gargano were on the top of the table. And the crowd... Like, there was a table 20 feet on the uh, ta- on the cage. Like, it was... They were standing right by the table. They were brawling. The crowd was chanting, please don't die. And both men fell 20 feet through the table... And Cole pins Johnny Gargano to retain the NXT Championship. This was a brutal match. This was a tremendous match. These guys worked their ass off. And I believe this is the blow-off for this feud. Now, I did see Johnny Gargano get that that send-off treatment. Which, I hope he is not going to the main roster. Which... I think William Regal wanted to show appreciation to Johnny and his work. And I think they might have other plans for Johnny on NXT. I don't see him going to the main roster. Triple H is keeping this guy until that time in his right. Whether he goes to 205 Live, which that would be a death sentence if the crowd does not give a shit about it. Or you just merge 205 Live with NXT and the world is saved. But I think Triple H knows what he's doing with Gargano. I honestly believe that um, 
Cole, I don't know what his next opponent is, but I'm thinking Ciampa is due for a return pretty damn soon because he is getting closer to returning. And if there's one person who's taking that title off of Adam Cole, it's Tommaso Ciampa. You're not going to boo Tommaso Ciampa. Goldie is coming back. Goldie is going to be coming back to the great arms of the one Tommaso Ciampa. And if I'm going to rank the matches from least to best, I'm going to say the NXT Women's Championship was my least favorite match. I'm going to go with the tag team title matches, number four. Number three would be the uh, North American title match. Number two is the NXT Championship match, surprisingly. And number one was Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. Io Shirai's the MVP of TakeOver. She's the MVP. And that match, and I forgot to mention it, that match didn't even have a fucking title on the line. But this was fantastic. Um, NXT, they delivered. They once again delivered. I can't wait to see how they follow this up. Uh, with the next set of tapings. Where do they go from here? I don't know. But... There's so many questions that need to be answered, but we'll find out soon enough. But that's my thoughts on NXT TakeOver Toronto. Great show. They all, Triple H knows how to run a wrestling show. And NXT is the perfect example. And I honestly think this was just better than SummerSlam. I'll talk about SummerSlam tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that. So, that's my official take on NXT TakeOver Toronto. I'm getting out of here. I am going to rewatch SummerSlam because, you know, the network screwed me over when I watched it live. And I know it did the same thing. I'll mention that in the review as well. But, NXT TakeOver, like I said, great match. I would recommend watching EO and Candice and tell me that they need to put the title on EO Shirai. So, that's it for this review. Thank you guys so much for joining in. For this special review, I will see you guys tomorrow for my official thoughts and reactions for your Fallout review for SummerSlam. Till then, guys, you'll hear the ad for um, <clears throat> you'll hear the ad for Anchor, which is my sponsor. Follow me on Twitter at ShinoDPhoenix. Follow me on Instagram at CoolManSip. Like the Facebook page, and like I said, I will see you tomorrow for SummerSlam. Till then, take care, be safe, be good. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.